Hey friend, it's Marissa and welcome to the Camera Brave Show, the podcast where entrepreneurs uncover the power of storytelling. I teach entrepreneurs just like you how to take video and build their confidence on camera. In this show, I give you my best tips for framing your mindset, crafting your camera presence, and connecting deeper through video. I'm so excited to watch you grow. Let's dive right in. Hello, friend, and welcome back to another episode of the Camera Brave Show. My name is Marissa, your camera confidence coach, teaching you how to feel confident on camera and take stunning videos. In this episode, I'm going to break down the three keys to body language. If you've listened to this show for any length of time or you've been following Camera Brave on social media, then you have most definitely heard me talk about body language. That is because it is so, so important how you are communicating non-verbally, as well as making sure that what you are saying has tons of value. But do you know what percentage of communication is non-verbal? That's a question. Do you know it? I had to Google it right before. I knew it was high, but I had to Google it right before this episode. And they give you a range, you know, because of science and studies and experiments. But findings were showing 70 to 93% of all communication is nonverbal. So even if you go on the lower end of that and say like 80% of all communication is nonverbal. So that means understanding the importance of body language is up there. Knowing how to use your body to communicate exactly what you are looking to is so important. And then I'm going to go over the three sort of pillars of body language that you can absolutely master. You do not need to be like an ultimate actress or actor to be able to navigate these nonverbal communications with your body. There are really three basic pillars to it, and I'm going to dive right on in here. The first pillar, starting with a strong base. So if your feet are crossed, if you're sitting, uncross them, uncross your legs and start strong with a very strong base. Plant those feet firm on the ground. If you're on heels, I know how that goes, but start with that strong foundation, knowing that you are rooted in confidence and rooted in strength. That's going to help you just not feel like you have to sway. It's going to help you not uncross. And even if you're watching me on YouTube, you'll notice that when I did that, I'm in a swirly chair. That is not optimal for having the most confident body language because you want to just be as stable, as sturdy, and as dependable as possible. So starting with your feet, planting those feet firm, and really feeling strong and foundational. Also, one huge component to feeling confident in your body language is knowing that you have the skills within you to do this, that it's not for you know, other experts, it's not for other professional speakers or other people on camera that you can absolutely master your own body language and feel confident doing so. So these are like three of the ways that you can master that body language, but you also have to believe in yourself. If you have this constant narrative of I'm 
blubbering around and I'm awkward and lanky and don't know what to do with myself. I don't know how to walk in heels and I'm really clumsy and I trip a lot and I'm just not necessarily a confident person. If you have that narrative going on in your head, then these tips are not going to help you. These tips are only going to help you if you are ready to understand the fact that nonverbal communication is 70 to 93% of communication and know that it's time for you to figure it out. You don't have to be perfect at it, but it's time to get better at it, to improve upon your body language skills and to at least be aware of what good habits are. So that way you can spot the bad ones and pivot them, whether you're on camera, whether you're going to go speak on stage or whether you're just straight doing an in-person networking event. These are the ways to get started. So first of which, planting that strong base, feet straight on the ground. One tip that was recently taught to me by a professional speaker, shout out to Michelle J. Lamont, if she is listening to this, was to, this is if you are standing and if you are struggling with swaying, because that is what I personally struggle with when I'm standing, I sway back and forth. So if you are doing some kind of public speaking or in-person networking event, and you are finding yourself doing this, the tip that she taught to me was to like flex or squeeze one thigh muscle. I know that sounds bizarre, but it totally worked. I was rehearsing standing and speaking And if I had that one muscle like engaged and kind of like was flexing it or squeezing it or whatever term you want to use, I was not swaying. I was planted firm. So that's one idea. It may not be for you, but it was very helpful to someone like me who struggles with the swaying back and forth. And they used to call it uh, when I was in theater, making your audience seasick. So Those are tips for keeping that strong base. Now, uncrossing your legs was something that was taught to me way back when I worked at a sales office, but I was leaving a voicemail and I just made a comment out loud to myself, like, oh, my voice is so high pitch. I wish it was a little deeper. And one of the sales guys came over to me and explained that one technique that they use is to always like uncross your legs, that it helps to lower your voice an octave. Now, I don't know if it's a true octave, you know you know how sales guys are, but, um, but ever since learning that I've really been intentional about keeping my feet flat and working on keeping my octave the way that I want it to sound. So those are the tips for keeping your base strong. The next step to this is keeping your shoulders back. So this is really all about the core. So we're starting at the bottom with the feet and the legs and how to use them. Then we're going on up to the middle uh, and starting with your core, keeping your back straight. And the thing that I really visualize is just keeping shoulders back because typically if your shoulders are back, your back is straight. It's hard to keep your shoulders back and your back, not straight. That's not That's not natural at all. So when your shoulders are back, then your back is naturally going to just sort of align and be straight. And the next thing that also accompanies keeping your shoulders back is keeping your chin up. So it's sort of ingrained in us when we do shoulders back that our chin comes up. This is so important. I know when I spoke at the seven figure CEO event, the keynote, Chris Rodriguez was saying that she is a, uh, when she, she's, um, 
I may mix this up. She's in martial arts. Let's say that. So I don't say the wrong uh division inside of that that she trains in but um doing like shadow boxing and things she explained that she's always naturally like she's used to being hunched over that to be open is to be exposed and vulnerable so she keeps her shoulders hunched so that way she's keeping her body protected so she explained that the very act of keeping her shoulders back felt completely unnatural to her but when you are keeping your shoulders back you're able to keep your chin up and open yourself up because we're not like fighting. Remember, we are networking here and especially in person, on camera, on stage. These little things make a big difference. So as easy as it is to want to close yourself off and to want to feel like you don't need to network, like you don't need to make the most of this opportunity that maybe next time you could try to figure out how to be a little bit more confident or feel yourself. But this time you're just going to kind of be closed off and be yourself. No way. This is your moment, your opportunity, your life, your business. And every single day that you put off the idea of building yourself as a confident speaker, as a confident person then that's a day that you are wasting building towards your own potential. Because the only way to get to that point of confidence is through doing. I just did a full podcast episode on this, the keys to feeling confident. And people think that you start with the confidence, but you do not start with confidence. Confidence is the result of taking action and in building your own belief in your ability to do something. Building your belief in your ability to present yourself confidently because you are a master of body language. How about that? How about that's your new narrative that you are a master of body language? So these little things are really just the techniques for building that confidence and displaying it because whatever you have to say deserves to be heard. And if most of it is being heard through the way that you are sitting and standing and the way that you're moving your hands and speaking, then you need to make sure that that has just as much attention and effect as the words that you are actually saying. So shoulders back, chin up. You deserve to be here in this room, in this conversation, in this space. It doesn't matter if that other person is intimidating or they are staring you down. You claim that space as yours. It doesn't matter if it's at the DMV. Start practicing. Start practicing owning that space and being present and having that confident body language. Practice it in everyday life so that way when you're in those positions inside of your business, you can very naturally carry it with you because it's going to open up opportunities for you. Just being able to hold yourself to this standard is going to open opportunities for you. And then the last most important possibly most uncomfortable part of body language is eye contact. And if you've been following for any length of time, you knew I was going to say it. And yes, I am talking about if you are on camera as well, I am talking about direct piercing eye contact. Let's go ahead and start with on camera. 
when you are making eye contact on camera. I am not talking about looking in the general proximity of your camera or your phone. I'm not talking about looking at your Zoom preview of yourself or if it's a front-facing camera on your stories. I'm not talking about looking at yourself. I am talking about tracking down that camera, that exact camera that is capturing your movement and glaring it down looking right at that camera, inescapable. If you're watching me on YouTube, you cannot escape this eye contact because I know exactly where you are and I wanna be looking at you. Because here's the thing, when we're talking about creating video, you've gotta understand that your audience isn't glued to your content. I hope they are, I hope they're so captivated by what you have to say, but in this day and age, we're so often distracted or doing multiple things that we're not often glued to that screen. So you have to allow your audience to be able to look around and not necessarily be paying attention or not necessarily be watching you. But then when they look at you, you want to be looking at them. You want to be directed to them. They have your full attention and your eye is completely dedicated to them. So take the time to locate exactly where that camera is. I have a full module on this that I teach inside of my six week course, Camera Brave Academy because it is so important, especially if you've got a newer phone, there's like 17 cameras on these things. You need to take the time to actually find where the specific camera you are to look at is located because it matters. And if you are doing this in person, I know it can seem daunting or intimidating, but direct eye contact in person, it shows that you are focused and that you're paying attention and it conveys a sense of trust. Now, it's not like you're trying to trick them into listening to you by making eye contact, but you do want to be present. You do want to be attentive and you do want to make the most of every room you're in, every opportunity you're in and be direct with that eye contact. Looking for a deeper way to connect with your audience? One way I stepped into sharing my message was through creating a podcast. When I started this show, I had zero experience with podcast hosting. So one thing that really helped me get started was how easy it was to host my podcast through Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout makes it easy to manage your podcast and puts all the analytics right at your fingertips. Buzzsprout gets your show listed in every major podcast platform like Apple Podcast, Spotify, and Google Podcast, so you're able to reach your audience wherever they're listening. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Follow the link in the show notes to get started with Buzzsprout today. And make sure to use this link because you'll receive a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan, which could literally go towards purchasing a microphone to record your show. Take the first step in creating your podcast by clicking the link below. Okay, those are the three pillars for body language. Now what? Do you need to write them on the inside of your hand when you go to a networking event? No, absolutely not. But what you should do is use daily life to practice these and to begin claiming your space as someone who has confident body language. Now, I'm someone who grew up taller than she could like I outgrew my clothes like I just got so tall and long at one point that I was always kind of like the awkward clumsy child so it 
for years was ingrained in my head that I was like awkward and tall and maybe sometimes lanky, but not really, especially if I'm on roller skates, then I just feel like I have no chance at all. And there's no shot that I'm going to end up unscathed on roller skates because I'm so tall and on roller skates, I'm like six foot 10 easy. So, so that had been kind of the narrative that I had in my head for a long time and it felt fun. It didn't feel harmful, but here's the thing. Is there a narrative like that in your mind about your body language that could seem harmless, but could be actually doing some harm and could be actually shaping the way that you are viewing yourself and could actually be holding you back. Are there classifications that you have decided that you are a part of that contradict you being a confident person? Do you consider yourself dorky and awkward or quirky or loud or all, all of the fill in the blank adjectives? And have decided that those mean not confident because the truth is you can be so many different things in life. You can be awkward yet be able to confidently command a room. I am living, breathing proof of that. Put me on roller skates and you will giggle at how awkward I am. And you'll be like, wow, she actually has on wrist guards elbow guards and knee guards and a human next to her to keep her support up. Absolutely. I can be awkward and clumsy on roller skates, but put me in a room, put me on stage, put me on camera where I know it's time to be confident. It's time to be myself and it's time to let this light shine. And that is what I'll do. And I want you to know that you can do multiple things in multiple situations. You can create this body language expert version of yourself and only use her or him when they're needed. You don't have to re-identify your entire life or rewrite your entire story. You can just adapt, evolve, add things to your personality and understand that not everything needs to be like one lump sum. Like you don't need to be known as the awkward girl or the confident entrepreneur. You can be so many different things at once. And there are different people in your life that are going to know you for different things. So a lot of people on this podcast are going to know me as a video marketing expert or a confidence coach. So the idea of me like tripping around on roller skates would be funny for them because they think of me as speaking on body language and speaking from a place of confidence. And I've very intentionally put myself in that light. So that way I can be both. And that way I can open up opportunities for myself. Now I'm not able to change how awkward I am on roller skates. Have I tried? Yes, I have tried. And I won't even rollerblade probably ever again in my life. I'll probably never, ever attempt to rollerblade again, but I had to let that go and be one compartment of Marissa so that way I could create confident Marissa so that way you guys could learn something from confident Marissa. Because if I was just a gangly, awkward, lanky girl on skates, then how would you be able to take me seriously in this capacity? So all of this story to say you can be multiple things. You do not have to go with the identity that you've been given forever and ever. You can start to create new components of yourself, especially as an entrepreneur, especially as a content creator, and the way that you are presenting yourself to your audience. 
Thank you so much for listening in with me today, friends. If there was someone that you know could use some help with their body language, maybe they have a big networking event coming up. Maybe you admire the way that they speak and they carry themselves, or maybe they're branching into putting themselves on the stage and into public speaking or just started their social media account, would you please send them this episode? I would love for you to spread the word so that way more people can start to embrace their confidence and to display that 70 to 93% of communication through nonverbal things like body language in a confident manner. As always, you can find me over at Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Camera Brave. I hope you have an amazing rest of your week, friend, and I will see you next time on the Camera Brave Show. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Camera Brave Show. Make sure you subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to get notifications of new episodes every single week. I love bringing you practical confidence and mindset tips. If you love them too, one of the best ways to support this podcast is to leave us a review because it helps us grow the platform to bring you even more powerful stories. Plus, it makes me do a literal happy dance. I so appreciate you spending your time with me, friend. I'll see you next week.